Welcome, player two, to the land of Pod. I'm Kitty M, the old geek, and your guide through the land of Pod, possibly the geekiest land that there ever was. This week, Gelflings. Seven planets are discovered and we're all doomed. Come on, player two. Let's roll. Hey, play two, over here. Wow, we are running really late. And did you see the notice board? It's packed with the news. Not sure I'm going to be able to get you up to speed in time, but we'll try. Okay, so firstly, Patrick Stewart, sir. Patrick Stewart has had his last ride with Wolverine. This is the last time we're going to see him as Professor X. You know what? A lot of people might be asking him to come back and keep going on, but that man has given so much to Geekery. He deserves whatever break he wants to take for the next six months that I really need him to start acting again because, you know, he's really good and I don't want him to stop acting again. It's pretty simple. And I can't wait to see Logan. That is being heralded as one of the most violent films ever. I mean, what do people expect? The main character's name is Wolverine. I know everyone calls him Logan, but it's Wolverine for a reason. Wolverines are not known for just hugging it out. It's going to be brutal. I can't wait. Speaking of slightly less brutal things, though, the Toy Industry Association has awarded DC Superhero Girls Toys as Toy of the Year. And they deserve it. And I'm very happy because finally now, people might stop referring to my toys as dolls. They're not dolls. They're action figures. Also, new out this week, the Dark Crystal comic, which tells the story of what happens after the movie. There's even a filing in there, like a gelfling, but someone made a fire, and they need the help of the crystal. Issue one is already out, so you should get it if you were a fan of the movies growing up as a kid. You know the ones. And if you didn't get to see them as a kid, I'm so terribly sorry. Someone really failed you. They really, really did. Dark Crystal has no humans in it. It was done all with Muppets, I guess? Puppets. Jim Henson was one of the guys behind it. He's the guy who does Sesame Street and everything you love. If you enjoy Labyrinth and Princess Bride, I think you'll like Dark Crystal. It's equal parts whimsy and terror. Okay, it's mainly terror, but still. Oh, also out this week is Heathen. It's from Vault Comics and it's about a lesbian Viking. There's also smatterings of Norse lore in there, which I have a special fondness for, so I really think you should get it because I think you should love the same things I love. Also, it, combined with other forces within the universe, has resulted in something a bit fantastic happening to the land of Pod. But more about that later, player two. Once we're done. Finally, though, Nightwing. Nightwing the movie could be happening. I'm saying could because it's a DC movie and quite frankly sometimes those don't always pan out the way we want. Ryan Potter would be a great choice as Nightwing. He's the dude who posted a Robin video ages ago as sort of an audition to be Tim Drake in Ben Affleck's Batman movie but he could just as easily be Dick Grayson and I can be okay with that. Other contenders are Nick Bateman and my Hollywood boyfriend, not yours, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> this news comes as such a welcome surprise after hearing about all the problems with the upcoming Batman movie. 
And as an aside, the Razzies, Ben Affleck is a phenomenal Batman. His barely contained rage is exactly what Batman is about. And anyone who didn't see that in the movie must have been watching a different movie from me. Now, admittedly, I did watch the extended version and most of the Razzies, I think, went to the theatrical release version. Get the extended version if you like comic books about Batman and Superman and Lex Luthor. Do it. The actors in that were on point. If you don't agree, that's fine because we all have to be wrong sometimes. It's just I'm not wrong about this. And again, very excited for the Nightwing movie. It is what we all need. Also bring back Firefly, thanks. Player two, I think you're up to date. I see you have your sword. Let's get going. I know an observatory where we can go and look at those seven planets where the aliens are gonna invade us from. We're all boned. Player two, shh. I know we're in a place that looks a lot like Augra's observatory from Dark Crystal. Because that's what it is. I didn't even know this place was here. Check out this telescope. I could see my house from here. I'm just kidding. I live in Sydney. I'll never afford the real estate there ever. But maybe, maybe we'll be able to see those seven new planets, right? The ones that NASA discovered. I mean, they're not really new planets. I think they've been there for a while. <laughs> we'll be able to see them. And I always think when we look out at space and realize we are not alone in the universe, always makes me think that we are so totally boned. Like, we're not, we are definitely not surviving an alien invasion. Are you kidding me? Humanity banding together to find something? Maybe something different, yeah, but... Yeah, right, like we're going to work together. No, we're, we're not getting through it. Because every movie ever has taught me, humans just aren't that good. Oh, be optimistic. People who've obviously never seen Event Horizon will say to me, oh, but those are just movies. People who will be the first to go when the zombie apocalypse starts will counter with, the alien life form is tearing me apart. People who said those first two things will scream. I told you so, I will mutter while running away from the carnage and being right after the fact will be warm comfort. Not cold, warm. I will feel so validated. And we'll probably work for the aliens. Humans aren't really that big of a thing for me. I know I know a few humans that I like, but the rest, uh, you're just meat sacks. But let, let me make my case here for alien invasion, not me defecting to our alien overlords, who, if they're listening, you know, I'm influential. I have at least two followers on Twitter who don't hate me. Here's my case, right? Starship troopers, we go to space, destroy bug colonies, bugs attackers, we get owned. Event Horizon, we go through a black hole, come back as chaos-mad psychos, which, by the way, they're basically trying to do that, and why are you trying to bring us to Korn's attention? Star Trek, we only start exploring space under the watchful eye of the Vulcans, and by the way, it turns out we actually weren't good at warp speed this whole time, and we constantly eye-roll anyone who won't let us do stuff, because why won't they, even though we're one of the youngest species in the universe? Ghosts of Mars, humans go to Mars, there are ghost aliens there, things don't go well. Aliens, an entire franchise built on the fact that humans are squishy and apparently delicious, or at least fun to kill. 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, we are insignificant. Life not out in Australia yet, but we already know it's about life that's not on Earth trying to kill, you got it, all life on Earth. Second Earth, even when we go to space and find a place where aliens are just like us, we're all still horribly, horribly depressed. Then you've got all the problems we have when we didn't even leave. The aliens come here and treat us like cattle or food or a bug problem or all three. See them, V, Animorphs, First Wave, Earth Final Conflict, Pacific Rim, Stargate, Cloverfield and Independence Day. Oh, and literally everything Lovecraft wrote ever. Look, I'm not saying aliens will be bad. And there is the theory that the reason we're so fearful of those who come from far distant lands is because history has taught us that those who come from far off distant lands usually seek to exploit and colonize the existing population. And I have no doubt there's life out there. And I seriously hope I'm wrong that they're all jerks who want to eat us or enslave us or just get rid of us so they can get our sweet, sweet whatever it is Earth has that they want. Not because I don't want humanity to bend its knee to a higher being, because quite frankly, quite a few of us have that coming. Some of us totally don't. I just hope I'm wrong because humanity's fight for survival is going to be pointless because none of us are going to work together and also it's going to get in the way of me playing video games. Want to go to the Hall of Geek? That place always makes me happy. Wait, that's scared. That's a different kind of emotion from happy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm learning. Don't you love the Hall of Geek Player 2? It's so warm and inviting here. Wait, no, uh, cold and distressing. That's what it is. Because within these shadows of the Hall of Geek lurk monsters. I mean, who knows what is out there? I do. I come here regularly. The monsters do not like me. So while you were closing the door, I got all these books to tell us about what geekery would have to say about letting trans people use the bathroom of their gender. Quick answer without even looking at the book. Yes, always stop being a douche. I don't even need Geekery to tell me that it's okay, and you shouldn't need Professor X to personally deliver the message to you. But I digress. We need to get to the answer to this as far as Geekery is concerned, and there may be a certain supernatural beast that is after me for reasons I'd like to not go into right now. So let's get started. Let's start with the mutants. The mutants in X-Men and the way they're treated is a comment on how humans are fearful and violent towards those who are different. It deals with issues of being cured, pressures to be normalized, and the normalization of violence against those whose bodies do not meet a criteria of what is considered like everyone else, especially under a fascist rule. And when Magneto finally creates a safe space, it is literally invaded and destroyed by those who fear difference. Now, the stories of mutants don't just relate to gender and orientation, but the basic message is that just because someone isn't you doesn't mean they're not as worthy of rights just the same way you are. They have the right to exist, and if their bodies and the way they choose to present their bodies makes you feel uncomfortable, that's on you, not them. And comics is dealing with these issues more and more, specifically in Rat Queens, Lumberjanes, and Kim and Kim, so I totally recommend checking those out. In anime, I found gender and orientation is treated a bit differently. There'll be spoilers from here on out, sorry about it. The most obvious anime to draw on is Oran High Host Club. It's about a student who breaks a vase and has to become a host to pay off debt. 
a host is kind of like a male prostitute, but usually more with like romance and charm instead of sex. And in this case, definitely romance and charm because it's set in a high school. But the plot twist in this particular anime is that the student is a girl who everyone mistakes for a guy. The student's name is Haruhi, and Haruhi does identify as a girl, but she also doesn't feel that strongly about her gender either way. She's comfortable. Haruhi's dad is bisexual and likes to dress in women's clothes. Now, at this point, I need to make mention of the fact that in the dubs, at least, they use the slur term tranny. I don't think they're using it in an overly derogatory way, but it is there, and I just wanted to warn people for it, just in case you're watching it, and that's a word that is a lot more loaded for you than it might be, say, for someone like me. And maybe that is a problem with the translation from Japanese to English, I'm not sure, but I did think it was worth mentioning. Haruhi's dad, though, is fierce and unapologetic, and all of the characters respect and love him, Eventually, some are just scared of him, but not because he wears women's clothes, but because he's Haruhi's dad and, like I said, fierce. It's not the only parts I enjoy about Oron Hai when it, when it comes to these particular subjects, but I'll leave you to discover them. There's also Ultimate Otaku Teacher and the case of a student called Araki. Now, this is a serious spoiler, and I'm sorry about it, but Araki won't go to class, and the reason is Araki likes cute things. In fact, Araki likes to dress like a girl and is a guy. Araki does seem okay with male pronouns in the anime, and I haven't found any evidence that they don't identify as male, but they do feel horribly ashamed of who they are and how they feel the most natural being themselves, which they shouldn't. And I don't want to give anything away, certainly no more spoilers, except to say for an entire series about students getting good with their identity, this episode holds true to form. There is a lot of anime out there that doesn't so much deal with issues around gender and orientation as much as it presents those individuals who don't conform to heteronormative or non-binary genders as people. It's like in anime world, everyone is just who they are. You might be surprised at who their partner is, or who they are, but in the same way you're surprised at like, oh, you don't like strawberries? Or, oh, you prefer salty food to sweet. Some anime does deal with LGBTQAI issues in varying degrees, like in Yurukuma Arashi, which is a bit adult, but about lesbian relationships. And even in Tiger and Bunny, where a very much openly gay character is a superhero who sponsors himself, which makes him his own man. And there's so much more in geekery, like when Data's child in Star Trek is given the option to go with the identity they feel is right for them, or even the co-ed showers in Starship Troopers. Hell, the most interesting of the Chaos Gods, other than Korn, Blood for the Blood God, love your work, is Slanesh, who, while they have some, I think, problematic beginnings, is obviously a gender-fluid being of awesome, who thoroughly celebrates their sexuality and orientation and everything else about themselves, though yes, in a bit of an evil way. But that's only if you believe the Emperor's propaganda. I know this is all painting with broad brushes, and geekery, like a lot of us with privilege, has a long way to go. It can always be better. We can always do better. But geekery's message is clear. It doesn't care. 
Or more specifically, it cares about everyone equally and sees only distinctions of difference and not lines in the sand. Those that choose to draw those lines or build walls or shut doors in an effort to keep the masses fearful and hateful while bolstering their own power are overwhelmingly cast as the villain. So what's the consensus? Well, you'll notice I didn't actually talk much about bathrooms. It's because it's not about bathrooms. Come on, player two, I think we better go. <laughs> I think the werewolf who I stole the uh, Who's Afraid and Who's Afraid 2 books from has seen me. They have Maria Lewis's autographs in them. I couldn't just leave it. Oh yeah, no, she's definitely seen me. Run. <sighs> player two. That's it for another week. You know... At first, I wasn't sure you and I could do this, but it seems like we are. You're really starting to grow on me. I mean, you you don't talk much, which makes me feel a little self-conscious. Sometimes it feels like I'm just talking to myself, but you're a really good listener player, too. Thanks. Now, remember to pick up that Heathen comic. It's great, and it gave me a lot of life this week, and I really needed it. I've left links in the show notes and a special one this week. It's a link to a video from one of my favorite geeks and comedians, Jordan from Axis of Awesome. She's pretty cool and I think you should follow her on social media, not in real life. I don't think she'd appreciate that. You can find me at ChaosKittyM on Twitter. That's Chaos with a C-H. And get updates about the podcast at The Land of Pod on Twitter. It's run by an AI who I think hates me. You can also find me and the podcast page on Facebook. Hit subscribe and rate me highly because my self-worth is intrinsically linked to the opinions of others. You should get going, player two. But, I mean, let's face it. Life out there is a trash fire at the moment. So you should stick around. Remember how I told you something really cool had happened in the land of Pod? Because of heathen and other reasons? Oh. See that person over there? She's known as the terribly bad bard. She tells stories badly. <laughs> and she started frequenting this tavern. And because of that heathen comic, she started retelling Norse lore. Badly, but eh, sometimes it's entertaining. But if you don't want to go back to the real world, it's not a terrible option. Her terrible, terrible storytelling is still way times better than Trash Fireland. Next week, I'm going to be bleary-eyed from playing Horizon Zero Dawn. So we'll talk about that then. Until then... Could go listen to the terribly bad bard. I'll leave you a link in the description. Until next time, play two.